Hi, I'm Ellie Bradfield and welcome back to the Life Unpinned podcast. Uh, thank you so much for listening if you're here. Um, if you've listened before, then you know what the essence of the podcast is. But for those who are new, then hi, welcome. And essentially, Life Unpinned is here to celebrate some of the cool things that we're all achieving but didn't even necessarily acknowledge anymore. Uh, because we're just all so bogged down in the million other things we think we need to be doing um, to satisfy the gazillion pressures we all face today. So as you know, uh, every week I have a guest on um, and today I have another very special friend of mine. Uh, we shared some hilarious years both in halls and our student houses in Cardiff. All the boys were in love with her probably still are uh, uh she's established her own business and recently set up her own gorgeous little pad she is the lovely miss laura healy hi hello <laughs> how are you i'm good how are you i'm fine thank you what are you up to other um, than this are you at home or just at home um I've lit a couple of candles and I'm just chilling out, to be honest. In nothing, Yeah, nothing exciting, um, mm. but nice and chilled and cosy, so I can't complain. No, Friday, lockdown Fridays, can't get much better than that, to be honest. No, exactly. I mean, every day is blurring into one, so, you know, <laughs> exactly. it's, it's fine. As long as I've got something to yeah. cook, um, I'm happy. Yeah. Well, um, so obviously I've uh, told everyone that we went to uni together. So, um, yeah, Laura and I met at uh, UIC in Cardiff. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we have stayed in touch um, ever since. So that means that we've known each other for what? Oh, my God. 10? Yeah. 12 years? Yeah, it is quite a long time, isn't it, now? But, yeah, it must be that. We were only, what, 18? Um yeah well I think I I think I was 19 yeah yeah. and I just remembered literally while we're talking now I was brunette when I met you (laughs) yes yes you (laughs) yes you were um because I'd just broken up with my first love and I did the whole new hair new me thing (laughs) oh it was not my word no I think it was Ellie but I just think it was just now thinking about it you're just such a blonde. I always see you as a blonde now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, 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 no. I, I specifically remember I took it too far. I was um, I was jealous of my friends with the tan and the really dark hair. So I started dyeing my hair jet black and I had this pink satin nice <laughs> <laughs> dressing gown. And um, I remember one of my friends said I look like Kat Slater and I was like, okay, think uh, think it's time to ditch the black hair. <laughs> oh my word, amazing. Uh, so we went to university together and um, obviously people are at uni to study. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's safe to say that we definitely had, well, y- you're friends with Abby as well, who we've had on, had on the podcast. So between us all, we've had some some wild times yes uh, oh it was actually your flat that got smashed yes. up <laughs> I was there um you and then were. yeah I did forget about the um brick bouncing and and yeah smashing the tv so that was really funny to uh 
Was it your TV? No, I don't think it was. No, so that was fine. It was, it was, I, I could laugh slash cry, but no, it was fine. It wasn't mine. Okay. <laughs> and there is one, there is one night that just always sticks in my head. So we always used to go oh, to Oceania. Yes. And guys, like if anyone's been to Cardiff, in your first, well, it's probably the same, probably different now. It's probably not very cool to go there. Actually, it definitely won't be cool. But we used to go to Oceana. We flipping loved it. And that place was like a maze. You could go to all the different rooms yes. around a gazillion different stairs. There was no one-way system in place. It was absolute effing carnage. <laughs> it was <laughs> amazing. And we used to, um, so I was a dirty smoker then. Yes. And we, well, to be fair, the smoking area, let's be honest, the smoking area brought many an entertaining event. That is so true. And also, I've never smoked, but I would always, you'd mainly find me in the smoking area. I'd, I'd just, just chat just away. away. That's, that's where everything happened, really. It was great. Yeah, so we were making our way to the smoking area, and right in our defense, oh, dear God, at this time the fashion was to wear platform heels. Yeah, like really big platform, really big stiletto, and then a massive platform with it. They were ridiculous. I mean, Laura, I'm five foot eight. I must have been seven <laughs> foot ten. <laughs> oh. Brilliant. But we were strutting our stuff in them. We, we thought we could walk in them really well, which I'm sure we did. We definitely couldn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, we did. And we were making our way to the smoking area. Yeah. And I don't specifically <laughs> remember what happened. All I remember is suddenly you come flying past me on the stairs. This is and land in a heap at the bottom. I know. All I I don't remember how I started to do multiple roly polies down the flight of stairs, but I'm assuming it was something to do with the stiletto heels. And (laughs) oh yeah, nothing to do with the forty-seven WKDs. Absolutely not. Um, And yeah, I just remember getting to the end, and all I remember is you laughing but it was when you were laughing but you were being a really good friend you were checking I was okay but it was as you lifted up my arm to pick me up and you saw the bangle which basically did save my life yeah so you had we all used to get fully clobbered up so it was it was like lashes fake tan hair extensions (laughs) And enough Primark jewellery to, like, you know, fill a pyramid with. (laughs) Yeah. And you had this massive bangle on your wrist. And when you stood up, either you or I were like, (gasps) look, you had this massive dent where your head, your arm had fallen between your head and the wall. And the bangle basically saved your life because you would have brained yourself. (laughs) I really would have. It took the full impact of the first drop and it was quite scary but hilarious but um yeah it 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 really did save my life I think the bangle took the full impact um we should have written to Primark (laughs) in fact we should do that we should send them a a recording of this and they can use it on their on their uh safety first with the jewelry 
They're just always thinking of others. Always. But who knew? But thank God big chunky jewellery and accessories were in at that time when we were going out. I think we needed a bit more protection. So that definitely helped. We did. But can we just talk also, okay, so I just mentioned like the tan, the lashes. It wasn't just, some of our friends wore more than one pair of fake eyelashes. (laughs) Oh God, yes, that was a thing. There was, because we, bear in mind, we're, we're going back a little while. So fake lashes, yes, were out, but there's not, there was not the variety that there is now. So Mm -hmm. obviously, yeah, it was the thing to, if you wanted extra volume, then you just stick two, three or four on there all together. Yeah. Weigh your eyelids down. We basically all used to get ready together and the fake tan. So we all used to um, drown ourselves in rimmel. (laughs) Oh my God. And for about half an hour while we were all getting ready, we were all pretty much running around naked, painting each other's bodies. Yes, and checking every angle was covered in fake tan. (laughs) Yeah, except we were all battered by the time we went out. So, I mean, some of those photos, we really weren't doing a very good job checking each other's tans. <laughs> oh, we weren't. But we thought we looked amazing at the time. So, you know. Yeah, it is... we, we probably did look amazing, to be God. honest. I mean, I don't even go so far down on my Facebook photos because those photos haunt me now. I do need to, I do need to delete them. Um Oh, I deleted that entire Facebook account. Well, Absolutely no chance of my having that floating around. Do you know what? I, I, that is one thing that is on my to-do, is I would love to delete my full Facebook account. Um, but because it's linked with the business, because the way we did it back then, I'm so scared that it would delete that. So I haven't been able to do it. But I think I need to, I think I need to have a good clear out. That's on the to-do while we're in lockdown, I think. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get on that ASAP because you know people. Once this oh is God! Out, you know people are going to be the walking. evidence. It's awful. <laughs> um. Okay. So also there were some definite fashion faux pas, and to be honest with you, I think I have truly repressed the memory. But for me, it was always when I think of us all back then. It's the tan. It's the yeah. lashes. It's also the severe side fringe. <laughs> yes, yes. We were all rocking one of those. Bright pink cheeks. And really, really pale lipstick that made your teeth look a horrible yellow colour when they weren't even like that. Oh. But that was a thing. God, honestly, I just don't. I I, I can't even look at them, yeah. Um, and what was it you used to wear? All the time. Well, in our freshers, couple My of weeks. My God, freshers. Um, I used to, out of choice. This was me. This is this is me thinking. Yep, yeah, this is great for a night out. I always used to wear a fitted black shirt and a denim skirt and these tanned cowboy boots that I religiously wore um, till they had holes in at the bottom. And yeah, that wasn't for a fancy dress themed night. That was me going out during freshers loving life oh, just awful and then I actually I, do remember Ellie it must have been maybe year maybe the second year you gave me one of your fitted um bodycon <laughs> skirts and I wore it with just like a, a vest top because we, we yes. always used to wear that with a big chunky belt and I remember feeling so naked but then again that's what everybody then wore the bodycon 
dress was kind of like the thing back then. And like, do you remember oh, Celeb yeah. Boutique? If you had one of those bodycon dresses, you were like, that was the dress to have if you were going out. It sounds awful. Yeah, the band yes. dress. Because it was um, <laughs> the Hervé, what is it, Hervé Leisure or oh, something? God. I can't remember, but it was awful. Yeah, no, we all loved a bandage dress. And also, because we were yeah. poor, we would often go to Topshop and get one of their vests. Yes, their fitted, fitted vests. vests that were really long. Yeah, let's state that. And we'd wear bit. it as a yeah, dress. Yeah, we'd wear that as a dress because you could get. Yeah. God, that's awful. I remember that. I had like a pink and a white, and we. Uh, oh God, I had forgotten that. And um, but they were great <laughs> because they were so cheap. Because they would be because yeah, they were technically a vest, but we could jazz yeah. that up. We could make that a dress. It was fine. Oh yeah, just put different belt, different life-saving bangle on. <laughs> Jobs are good. A way to go. We can manage the night. <laughs> We're off. <laughs> oh dear God, this is awful. But yeah, let's um, oh. let's be honest. It all happened, and it was a good time to experiment with all of that. We had so many nights out, oh. so we could just change it up. Exactly, exactly. All right. So uh, obviously, we are very good friends, and I love talking to you. But the, particularly the reason that I wanted to invite you on here today was to talk about the fact that you have business. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, do you want to tell us a bit about it? Yeah, of course. Um, so uh, I own um, Noted, which is a women's clothing store we have uh, one store based in North Herefordshire and then mm -hmm. we have our online site which is notedstore.com and then really recently we've launched Grace and Kin which is our jewelry and gifting website so we've um so it's been we set noted up back in 2013 um, when I was only 24 and we are now into our eighth year which is really exciting um, and eight years yeah. that is amazing so um, what kind of made you decide to do this because I was obviously at uni with you I know that this uh, wasn't something that you originally started studying or looking at um, and what made you then kind of go, do you know what, I'm going to open a store? Because that is, retail is a, it's a tough gig and it's a lot of hard work, a lot of hours, you know, in warehouses and purchasing. And what, what kind of made you think, yeah, sod it, I'm going to do it? Um, I actually think there's not really like an amazing story to this. And um, there's not like an amazing pinnacle moment. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to, this all makes sense. It's mm. the push that did it for me is the fact I actually got made redundant. Um, right. So I had obviously been at uni. Um, I changed my course multiple times, as you know. But when I finally graduated, I then was only working for about a year and then got made redundant. So I think I was still in my last year of uni. I did make a business plan and it was still quite fresh in my mind that it's something that I could see myself doing. But again, when do you ever sit down and think, yeah, I'm going to do it. And yeah. this, that, the other. you're kind of, 
you've been a student, you've got a student debt, you just think straight away you need a job. So the fact that I got made redundant so early on, I think I very much was just like, I am either going to move to London and, I don't know, work for, I think a magazine company is kind of where I wanted to go if I, if I went down there, which I'd probably yeah. just end up interning. And then, yeah. um, or while I had no real responsibilities, I wasn't paying for a mortgage or any rent, or yeah. I just thought, why not try and set it up now? Because I'm not too sure if ever further down the line, I would probably ever do it. And that is so forward thinking because most people don't have the forward sight to think of that. And they just kind of go, yeah, yeah, one day. And then life happens, you know, they meet someone or they have a kid or they move somewhere or, you know, they get good at a job that they're doing. And, you know, that um, one of my, my actually longest term boyfriend, yeah. he always wanted to set up on his own. And he would talk about it all the time, but life had just, life had just taken over. Yeah. And it was so hard once life has started to actually stop and go, no, I'm going to start again. So to have the forward thinking then uh, is great, particularly as I know exactly what we were all like when we (laughs) left uni. (laughs) And we, you know, we didn't, we were, well, we were young and we were a bit, naive and foolish so yeah and you're still very much you don't know what you want to do and of course you're not going to know at that age I think the biggest thing that I think of now is how young you are when you go to uni Mm. I think when when you're in it it's such a little bubble and I think you think you're so grown up and you're you know you're living away from home and you're I I think you do gain a confidence that you can kind of achieve anything. I, I do think that's one really good thing that kind of came out of uni. Um, whereas now, and honestly, hats off to anybody who does set up a business much later on down the line, because I do think for me, it, I, it felt easier because I was used to having a student kind of income allowance and I think as soon as you start getting a certain salary if you were suddenly to take that all away and become self-employed or you know employed by your company then that's really scary and uh, and with so many other responsibilities on top yeah so I do admire anybody who does do it later but for me it was almost less risky maybe um and I just thought, well, if I don't do it now, yeah, I, I won't ever do it. Or I'll say I'll it's less learn. risky, but on the flip side, you could have spent five years doing it or eight years. But, you know, OK, say it wasn't going to be a success. You could have spent three to five years doing it from the age of 21, 22 when you graduated or 23 by the time you got made redundant or whatever. Yeah. And then you'd have been 28 and having tried something that could have flopped and have nothing to fall back on you know having to start again in the corporate world so you say it's less risky but starting your own business is a risk whether you do it then or now or in 20 years so I don't think you should like diminish that no you're probably right in yourself in yourself (laughs) no you are probably right but I think that was the um that was the big changing point it didn't and I think when you're when because you probably maybe know a little less. I think you mm. are just like, 
yeah it's just so naive like, yeah why not like let's just do it what's the worst that could happen like and obviously that is all taken into consideration when you're actually doing it but um yeah I think there's a little bit more of a not carefree but you kind of just want to do it just to see it's so true when you first come out of uni you're just like you're just everything in life you're like yeah fuck it yeah yeah Fine. yeah because <laughs> I think you're like well unless you just don't know and I think you obviously you're still trying to find your way and you want to know what am I good at what industry do I want to be in mm. um and I think yeah just setting up your own business is, ju- is just another one of those things like well I won't know unless I do it so here we go yeah and obviously this year must have been particularly well not sorry I keep saying this year I keep forgetting we're in 2021 I know 2020 Covid shops retail massively impacted I mean it must this year must have been a bit of a roller coaster why don't you share you know like a bit of the reality of what this year has been because I think we read in the news like oh yeah sales are down but then I reckon if most people said oh yeah you know sales are down they'd be like no I order an ASOS every day well you know you're an independent business and yeah it's um it has been really really hard I think it's been frustrating because where we've planned you know for growth or to do certain things it's obviously put stuff on hold and it's frustrating because I think we're the last couple of years we've really got ourselves into a position where we kind of know where we want to go and it's definitely we've still carried on and it's it's been fine but obviously it's a little bit frustrating because nothing is normal Mm. um but the thing is like you said the the high street has kind of been on its knees for years and then losing names such as Debenhams was kind of the inevitable because the internet at the end of the day is king it's you can't compete with the choice you can't compete with how convenient it is you can shop 24 7 wherever you are um and it can be delivered i mean with amazon now it's it's crazy it can be delivered what within like a couple of hours within certain postcodes so and that's amazing and i don't think we should ever take away from that but i think a real positive that has come out of this is um that it has kind of shone a bit of a spotlight on the independence um like i said internet is the best but if people actually want to take their time and go shopping when we can hopefully get back into that they do Mm. want an experience and I think people have realized that an independent does provide that we've hand selected hopefully some amazing pieces um, and you get a service you get a conversation you get advice whereas the lights of Debenhams what is the point and what is the appeal of going into one of their stores where you're basically shopping from their warehouse when you could yeah. have a better experience with them by just click and collect or shopping with them online. There's no reason for these big stores to just, yeah, for people just to shop in their warehouses. So I think it was kind of on the table that it was kind of predicted that people would start coming back into their high street and shopping with the little independence. This has just mm. kind of brought it forward a good what four or five years so I think there are real positives to come out of it um and also I think people have really shown their support with the independence and also people maybe who weren't 
shopping with their independents have had the time to actually explore what's closer to them and what's on their doorstep. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's been an absolute roller coaster. Um, but I think there's some real good pieces to come out of it. And, you know, we're excited. We're still planning um, for this year um, some hopefully exciting things that people will like. So I think, you know, I can't complain too much, really. No. And haven't you just had like a crazy week with your jewellery brand, Grace and Kim? Yeah, so that's been really exciting and almost just so nice. Because although having your own business is is there's some obviously highs and there's lows but sometimes when you venture out into something new so we planned to separate uh our jewelry onto another site and then we launched that Mm -hmm. during the first lockdown um but sometimes you're working away and working away and you almost want to have a I don't know a boss or your manager and just be like is this right like are we doing the right thing whereas you don't ever get that when you work for yourself and I think we we basically got put in um stylist magazine as the top 10 letterbox gift sets that you could buy and um it just gave us great exposure and it was just so nice because we didn't we didn't know they knew about us um so it was amazing that they put us in there it was some great exposure and it was just I don't know, it just felt like a little bit of weight had been lifted where it yeah. just confirmed, like, no, it is good, like, keep going. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that was really, really nice. And we've been super, super busy with that. And we've got some exciting things changing to that website as we speak. So um, it's keeping us busy. Um, so I can't complain. I mean, when you take a risk, it's a risk it could either pay off or it could go tits up so I guess yes it's great for you to have had like the confirmation you know like yes we made the right choice yes we got these orders in and we got noticed yeah but also with these things taking risks and it not being successful is also a bit of a lesson it's like all right well that didn't work 100 percent. there are so many things I mean we're there's so many things we've kind of tried and it's not worked and you can get so deflated about it and you can almost feel like you're going a little bit mad and you're like are we just doing the totally wrong thing but the more we've kind of refined um the better we've probably done so I think you can easily fall into that trap of trying to please everybody and you think oh yeah well we'll do this and we'll we'll do that as well and say yes to everything and you know Mm -hmm. but actually you sometimes just need to sit down and be like what is it that we do and what what are the bits of the business that we do really well and just focus on that and I everything now you're further down the line it just seems really Mm. obvious but when you're in it it's it's really hard to see it sometimes yeah the clarity that's it and part of what I'm trying to achieve with this is like Guys, let's not forget that where you are now is where you used to lie in bed at night three years ago thinking, I wish I could do X, Y, and Z. And you're here and you're doing it. Exactly. And like part of being career driven or ambitious or, you know, creative is you always think, you know, you're never satisfied. You're like, right, what next? What next? And I've definitely been guilty of 
rushing my rushing my achievements because I'm almost not acknowledging or celebrating them and then I'm like living this I'm almost like constantly miserable even though I'm not but I'm constantly like right what next what do I yeah. need to do next what exam do I need to do next like what shall I do next with my training where shall I live what shall I do shall I do this shall I do that and it's like well how about you just sit here and go five years ago if someone had said you'll be doing this like you'll have your own fashion business you would have launched a separate um arm for your jewelry um your jewelry brand and you would have been mentioned in like a fashion magazine and it would have boomed you'd have been like yeah no chance yeah you're totally right I think you can you can get so bogged down and yeah and I'm I'm totally with you I feel like sometimes I I'm just so like yeah but this is not good enough though because you know we haven't done this though and we haven't got we, we said we'd achieve this by this time and we haven't and and but yeah things things like covid obviously nobody predict that but you've no. and you've got to be you have you've got to take the time sometimes to just realize that actually we're doing all right this is this yeah. is good we never thought that would be up and running we've already done this and yeah um we can always kind of run away with our yeah well, with day-to-day life and just always feeling like it's never enough almost I don't know a hundred percent I had this um I did an exam in November and um obviously last year was crazy for everyone we've been in lockdown um I changed jobs um I moved to London um I had like a remote onboarding I was managing a team and I had like six weeks from when I started my job to my exam and I literally I was like fucking no chance am I passing that (laughs) (laughs) it's like I literally there's no chance and I sat the exam I think I did okay I like I still did it but I already made the commitment to myself that I'm not going to beat myself up if I don't pass because the very fact that I even tried yes when all of that was going on I should be proud of that and in the past I would have beaten myself up oh god I'm my own worst enemy when it comes to like punishing yourself. Um, so I've promised myself I'm not going to do that. That said, I will still probably not talk to anyone for a week if I fail. But <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's the thing, isn't it? But it is. But it's the fact that you're even acknowledging that and being like, I need to just stop. And and yeah, it's the fact that you you've done that. You you actually sat the exact amazing. Like, well done. Yeah. Thank on, you. On to the next. Yes. Okay. So, if anyone who's listening is thinking, "Yes, I would love to do what Laura has done," have you got any like a few top tips or you know things that you wish you'd done in a different order? I mean, obviously, we could go off on a massive tangent. Just anything that you think would have been super useful. Um. Yeah, there's, there are. There's, there's so many things. And there's so many things that I wish, obviously, somebody could have said to me um, way back when I was 24. Mm. But I think if you're really thinking about it, I would write everything down. I know it sounds really obvious, but write down all the pros, write down all the cons, write down the best scenario and I think writing what the worst scenario could be is the best one because if you just sit down and take some time and be like, right, okay, well, 
you know, if say I didn't sell one thing and my lease is for this long and I spent this much on stock and, and you, you look at kind of like a lump sum that you maybe would be investing with or you might lose out on or whatever it is. And you're like, well, that's not horrendous or that's not actually as bad as I thought. It just makes it all a little bit more realistic. And I yeah. think it's, I honestly, I really think you should think of the worst scenario because then everything else just doesn't seem as scary. As bad. Um, exactly. And also keep it really simple. I think I kind of said this earlier, but I think you can fall into the trap of trying to please everybody and you think, oh, well, I'll do a little bit of this and then I'll also do that. When the best thing you can do is be nice and refined with a really clear message, like why are you selling what you're selling or what are you trying to provide? Um, and just keep going over that and keep mm. it really, really simple. Um, so obviously do your business plan, but yeah, the purpose and what you're trying to provide, keep it simple. Mm. Don't start thinking you can do everything because you can't. <laughs> no, um, no, you really can't. Yeah. And you get this in, in um, huge corporate um, setups their brand has a message and if they lost that then they don't know what they're selling anymore every single thing that the company does is driven by their branding so are they about people or are they about the future or whatever it is yeah. and it helps drive every decision that you make yeah a hundred percent and um mm. yeah so just keep it keep it really clear um because yeah i think not that we've lost years but I think there's definitely years where if yeah we could have learned a little bit quicker if we maybe yeah. hadn't have done that so yeah so yeah in a weird way it's a bit like that with this because people <laughs> keep saying to me oh you're gonna make a jingle I'm like <laughs> please Why? do please make I'm a jingle like, oh god no I mean firstly just know I if anyone knows me I am the least jingly type character oh I love that but also the whole point of this is that I'm saying can we just stop it with the fucking pressure like why do I need a jingle yeah. it's not a radio show yeah exactly Keep um but yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to keep it simple. And then, you know, one day if I just wake up in a particularly jingly mood, <laughs> I might, I might make one. Um, and I was curious, what is fashion? What, um, 2021? Yes. There's normally a colour or something, and I don't want you to give any, away any uh, any business secrets that are upcoming, but. Is there anything else girls should be looking out for? Because I have put myself on a clothing shopping ban until we're out of lockdown because I don't even know who I thought I was in lockdown <laughs> one. Um, so um, is there anything that you think we should be looking out for? Um, coming up, so up until we're, we're only buying now for winter but we've done um spring and, and summer obviously for 2021 and um the i don't want to give too much away but it's um no the color palette is still quite muted but it's mm -hmm. really about texture and almost kind of like those luxurious fabrics so it's like a lot about linens 
and really nice cottons um, mm. and it's quite subtle it's really buildable and it's it's quite luxurious almost in that way um but the color palette is still nothing super exciting it's not like oh there is this color that is so no, strong no. but it's still quite muted but it's it's really it is lovely the high summer collection that we've got coming um is one of my favorite buys we've done so far so um, oh my god I'm so excited to see it oh and it is gorgeous I almost can't just thinking about summer makes me a little bit like oh I want it now but um, I literally I'm just thinking in my head you know what we need to get a date in the diary diary <laughs> we sounded Bristolian then um <laughs> we need to get a date in the diary with this uh new summer wardrobe and some fresh rosé loads of ice Sunny's on reminiscing over all the things that we can't talk about on this oh absolutely that would be mm. heaven let's definitely do that okay cool so obviously that is your like um your business side and like your fun side like your social side that we um obviously rinsed together while we were at uni <laughs> um but another reason that we started speaking more I mean we've always stayed in touch and we would we would book the odd travel lodge in Cardiff and yes. have a little reunion yeah relive but, um, the Cardiff days yeah. <laughs> oh god we just felt so old didn't we but anyway <laughs> yeah. um obviously uh well not obviously to anyone listening but um a couple of years ago we actually went through a really similar experience in our personal lives which is that we had been in a long-term relationship and we kind of just thought our lives were going a certain way yeah. not really I wouldn't even on my part even say it's because you know you know dying to like get married and have a family but everyone else well it feels like everyone else was like yeah they were with their long-term boyfriends then they were getting engaged and I had this year of everyone's 30th and everyone's wedding in the same year which was just like bonkers yeah um and then, anyway, you and I, um, we we came out of those long-term relationships. I was 31. Um, were you 30 or...? No, I was 29, but only months... 29. Only a couple of months away from being 30. That was it. Yeah. That was it. And we kind of started talking because... Not because we were like, oh, you know, can't believe we're this age and single, but it was like... I've and I don't know I kind of noticed this happening in my friendship group not necessarily my closest friends because they've all they are all um pretty much all still together but I feel like we all kind of got to late 20s early 30s and the person we were in that long-term relationship with we either kind of they either got married or they went right let's call this off now yeah it was and I, same I had other friends and it was really weird but all similar things happened and it was all in that same kind of year it was really bizarre mm. Mm. and thinking back on it I was living this like married life before I was even married <laughs> yeah. and you know I and I we had the dog we were in the country and you know, our weekends were, we, we we either had something wild planned, like a wedding or a holiday, or absolutely nothing, which is totally normal. But, you know, it was all like, get up on a Saturday, clean the house, go to the gym, walk the dog, da-da-da-da-da. Salon routine. Like, yeah, yeah. And actually, like, 
who suddenly said that because we weren't 23 anymore that that's what we had to do and I kind of I don't know how you feel but I feel a bit like women who were in their late 20s and early 30s 30 years ago were growing up had grown up in a time when women weren't even necessarily educated or if they were they were finishing their education pretty early or having a kid when they were like so 1890 yeah yeah it is it is crazy and it's but it's so refreshing how much it has changed yeah um I mean I wouldn't feel like it at the moment I am I'm I couldn't be further away from where I thought I was gonna be when I when I said oh when I'm 30 I'm gonna you know I'm gonna yeah. do, 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 do. <laughs> I literally couldn't be further away from this, I, from it, but I also couldn't be happier. I don't know how you feel. Yeah, no, it's, I feel exactly the same. It's weird. I think, I don't know what it is around turning 30 as well. It is such a big mm. turning point. And I think for men and women, you can't mm. help but, maybe not reflect, but you can't help but maybe analyse a lot more than you maybe would turning any other birthday um yeah but I think it's just that thing of when you were in your early 20s 30 does seem so far away and also you just feel like oh yeah by 30 yeah I'd have I'd have like seven kids and a house and a (laughs) you just you just think that's what an adult life is because you think yeah when you're 30 yeah you're a full-on adult so you should have all those things and that should be done but when you're actually in it, that it is none of that. Um, but yeah. also, it does mean if you have got that, that that is amazing. Um, but it doesn't mean that's the be all or end all. But I'm not saying that if you have that, then you know you're no. you're not living the right life. Of course, you're not. No, I I think it's like whatever suits you is exactly what you should be doing. It's when you're Definitely. doing something that you think you should be doing so if I'm honest yeah yeah no if I'm honest and I'm not going to talk about people my my past boyfriends or or the details of my relationships but if I'm honest I mean it just wasn't right there was absolutely no way that any of my past relationships we should have been getting married or having children um but when you think at the time when it happens you're like oh you're like, well, I'm 31. I, I need to be single for like a year to get over all this. Then I've got to meet someone. Then I've got to do this. Then I've got to, I'm going to be 35. Yeah. Now, I literally you start giving care. yourself. Now a, it's almost the opposite. Yeah. A reverse deadline. Yeah, you do. You start, Does you that start make sense? giving yourself a deadline. Yeah. Mm. But now I've gone the other way where I'm so enjoying what I'm doing now um, that for me, someone would have to literally blow me like into another flipping universe for me to even (laughs) consider being in a relationship. Not because I want to be single forever, but I'm just so content where I am. And I realise now that actually being with someone has nothing it doesn't mean and sorry I'm saying this wrong being with someone is about being with that person it's not about 
achieving certain goals at certain times in your yeah, life. Yeah, I think that is so And well it has... Yeah, and I think that person... I'm not religious, but the marriage vows, it's for richer, for poorer, for better, for worse. I feel like the the person that I need to be with forever has to be the person that I could lie in bed, we'd both be piss poor, like, oh my God, or, you know, going through the worst life situation. But if that person can still make me cry with laughter and just make me feel secure... Then that's, yeah, that's exactly. It. And it is, I, I love the way you said it. So it's actually about being with that person instead of being like, oh, well, we're together now and we've had a few years and so then it should be this and almost like ticking off a checklist, like to be like, oh, and then yeah. it'll be this and then we'll have kids yeah. and then we'll, you know, it, it's not, and you, I don't think anybody has the frame of mind where they go in like that, but you can fall into that. No. Oh, well, you know, we've been together a while now so you just kind of assume I don't I don't really know um but yeah, yeah. it's about and also hello um we had a bit of a technical glitch there so we both got booted out but what we were saying um I think was pretty much like um a lot of people that we know including ourselves at times have been caught up in this trap of like well you know we've been together for so long it makes sense that we just get married um without it being like this romantic thing and also the other thing a lot of people can't afford to live on their own right and they can't buy a house on their own so what I found is a lot of people are buying houses with their boyfriends or the you know boys buying it with their girlfriends yeah and the breakup property oh my god yeah but the breakups they're like People are going through divorces in their flipping 20s because they're basically married. I know. And it's actually like, it's not scary at all because, again, it's it's like what we said. When when you're, if you're, I'm not saying like, oh, if you're 25, you don't know anything. Of course you do. And if it's the right decision for you at that time, it's the right decision. Mm. But I must admit, there are quite like, and Mm. I I remember even when, when everything happened back when I was, yeah, relationship ended really quickly suddenly I was turning 30 in a few months and yeah moving back in with my parents and I was just and I would see people way younger and they were yeah buying buying property with their boyfriends and yeah they were like 25 or 26 and the ones that I know of they're all now going through this situation where yeah they're having to They've, they've broken up. They're still living in the house because they both own it. They're trying to... And I just think, do you know what? I thought it was awful just moving back in with my parents and thinking, oh, my God, I'm a failure, when that's not the case at all. But mm. it's just... Um, I think it's... I, I think it's just really, really difficult. And I think there's, that again, that pressure to be like, you need to own a home. So it's like, like you said, it's so hard to live on your own. It is so difficult. Yeah. Even the council tax bills, it's just everything. I don't know how people do it. Um, So you can see how they fall into, well, yeah, we'll buy it together. But it's, that's just a, that's just a lot. (laughs) It is, it is a lot. And also it's a shame because 
in a way we're being like robbed of like some of the excitement of like stages and your relate and I'm not saying that it's not exciting when you do these things I'm just saying that like when you've lived with someone for eight years and then they propose to you you know it's not necessarily like the fairy tale that yeah, you're sold when you're a kid um but but that said, to be honest with you, I can I would actually <laughs> rather shoot myself in the face than have than have some big you know uh, cheesy situations. So I'm not saying you no. Know, and also, that who's to say that everyone. another thing is is even if you are in a relationship for a really long time, who's to say that you should get married as well? That that's not the be all or end all, and it is yeah. for some people and it isn't for others. So again, it's. Um, I think you can get pushed yeah. into that and just assume like, oh, well, yeah, it's the next done thing. But it doesn't mean that you love that person any less if you're if you're not engaged or you're not married, I, you know. No, I know. And I think we get pressure from our parents as well, which is like, oh, you know, like my sister, she when she got pregnant, you know, it was like, well, yeah. you know, are you going to get married? And they were like, no, yeah, because we've got a baby to think about. And my sister was like, "If you think I'm going to be waddling down the aisle eight months, think pregnant. again." <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying for her, she was like, "Absolutely not." I couldn't think of anything worse than getting married when I'm pregnant. Uh, so, um, but obviously, you know, it was a shock, and I will be honest. Like, I think probably for me. I stayed in a relationship purely, not purely, but like there was a point where I was in the relationship more out of fear of the unknown and what I would do than the fact that I really wanted to yeah. make it work with that person. Um, and I think a lot of people feel that. I mean, you know, what, what are you going to do? Where are you going like, to live? How are you going to, you know... It's a, it's a comfort, isn't again? it? It is what you've... And you've you've built that, so you feel like you're invested in it. But yeah, it's not to necessarily say that it's all yeah. right. No, no. Um, so we we kind of bonded over that as well. And I was also, you know, interested to ask you because obviously the industry that you work in is uh, you rely very heavily on social media and image and branding and all that kind of thing and. I don't know about you, like I said this to a friend that I did a, one of these with recently. You know the filters yes. on Instagram, the stories. I purposefully, people, I always get met replies to my story saying, lol, famous Ellie shoulder shot. And I'm like, I'm doing it on purpose because I don't want to get used to seeing my <laughs> fucking face distorted to make myself look a certain way. Because honestly, like I've got friends who actually cannot have if I take a photo of them on a night out, they're like, oh, can you use the Instagram camera it and not my normal better... one? Because they... they I can't... know, it is terrifying. Yeah. So how do you kind of, like, stay separated? How do you kind of, like... Or do you feel fully... Because you, you're you're actually very private on social media. I literally share everything. I'm an oversharer. Um, but you're very private. So how have you managed to kind of I like think keep it all so separate? I'm quite strict on myself now. If I'm really honest, if I didn't have the businesses, I would love something like Instagram. I love photography. Um, I would be that annoying person who would take a photo of their porridge in the morning if it looked good. 
because I, I just like I, I would I, if mm. I and I yeah. really enjoy kind of that element of Instagram um, but because yes our business is so visual and Instagram is amazing for it um, so I I can't knock it at all it's crucial but I'm because I link it so much with work my own Mm. social side yeah I think I go the complete opposite and um you'll know and all my other friends will know but I'm really bad at replying and everything because I'm constantly on my phone and I think I've just got this Mm. thing where I I just don't want to be on it at all um so I just I do I don't I don't really go on Instagram um, or reply. I try not to even reply to customers after like seven o'clock. Just try and keep it a little bit more realistic. And there are tools like um, Sked Social is an amazing tool where you can kind of upload and do all the work and do all the content and do all the images uh, for Instagram Instagram and it will post Mm. it for you. But it just then takes you away from constantly being glued and looking at oh well maybe I should be doing it like this and oh maybe I should be doing it like that and you know you have to have a break from it I know honestly yeah um I think you're quite similar I've got another friend he I would say actually he's an influencer he's got like like tens of thousands of followers and he's like a quite a well-known fitness professional and um we we always talk right but the past few weeks he didn't open one of my whatsapps and I was like you fucking winding me up so I sent him another whatsapp recently he didn't open it again and I'm like you mugging me off mate he literally he would like my pics and like send me uh, messages but I'm like are you you taking a piss you haven't opened my whatsapp so yes it was actually yesterday I called him I phoned him and I left a voicemail I was like mate I didn't even know voicemails existed anymore, but I I don't know how to get you to open my fucking WhatsApp. Stop winding me up. And anyway, obviously, immediately he sent me a voice note back and he was just like, do you know what? He said, I literally just spend during lockdown because obviously, you know, he can't go out and work and all of his yeah. presence is online. He's like, I... I leave my WhatsApps unopened so that I remember because what he used to do is open them and then forget to reply. So he he tried a new tactic of leaving them unopened, which meant he knew he needed to reply. But he said, but to be honest, mate, what happened with you is you just got shoved down the bottom (laughs) of the pile. So I'm sorry about that. But it is, it is that. Yeah. But he's just on his phone. Honestly, because obviously you want to talk to your friends, um, but it, but it is it's it's um mm. you just try and break it up as much as possible because you do you feel like you are constantly mm. on there and um yeah and sometimes you're you just feel like you're wasting your life a little bit so it's just so nice to be like no do you know what I just and I do I get in and I will just put my phone down on the table and that is it I don't really want to look at it and then now and again obviously I will pick it up but I try I'm but I'm a lot but yeah I, I need your discipline and um it's a hard one because at the same time you you don't want to neglect it because it's 
it's really important so yeah it's really hard but I'm definitely just stricter and I I just try and not um overthink it and be like no it's fine like that can be replied to in the morning and not overthink it Mm. and what about like in the industry that you're in it's obviously let's be honest it's about how you look um and we're moving away from you know we're getting to a better place on in social on socials in terms of you know body positivity and everyone accepting each other and I even feel like at the moment influencers are being filtered out like mate at the, at the moment, they're being rinsed for all being out in Dubai while everyone's stuck here. I think we are genuinely on the cusp of these purely, yeah. purely shallow type social media influencers being uh, allowed to get away with as much as they do. But in an industry where it's very much based on having the latest, you know, this, the latest, that, how you look. Do you feel like that ever impacted you or like how have you kind of kind of stayed away because you're very down to earth you're you've always been very fashionable you've always been like I I said it at the beginning but all the boys fancied you at uni you're obviously a very pretty girl you're funny so obviously there's that but I just mean you know how have you kind of not let the industry Um, suck you in yeah it's quite a hard one because I don't um there is I think it's because although I'm in the fashion industry I'm I am in a different section to that influencer big influencer um kind of market and it's really fast fashion and it and I do I I find that part of the industry quite disgusting and it's not a part that I want to be a part of and we never will be a part Mm -hmm. of it and I think that that is Mm -hmm. so image-based and it but it's it, but it's going after a certain audience who are who are younger and you know they want to yeah. be in the latest thing and this other other kind of like how we were in Cardiff and we want we were <laughs> you know we've all been yeah, there I was just so I thinking get it that. and it's a very um, lucrative uh, business but I think how yeah how I maybe haven't been affected by that is although yes it is very maybe vain you could say about yeah how it's how you look I think with what we do and the women that I interact with on like a daily basis it's actually really really nice to see Mm -hmm. even just the same item of clothing I can sell but see it be worn in so many different ways how people like to make it their own um and how we're all I don't know, we, we're terrible. We always want what other people have, but actually it's just really nice to see um, people get comf- Like, I think whenever we sell an item and I, you see that somebody is so confident in it and they're so happy wearing it and the yeah. enjoyment they've got out of wearing it, I almost see more of a positive side of it. And yes, although it's not, well, like COVID has kind of explained it, it's not an essential item that you need in your life. But I do think mm. there is positive elements within the industry. And there's so much that's going, and there's more being highlighted about sustainability. And, you know, we're very much about building kind of a capsule wardrobe. Um, we're not, 
yeah things you yeah, can bring out again again. yes you might want to buy a new x y and z, z just to update it um but it all fits in um so i think there's loads of positives so i don't yeah, yeah i think it's because maybe i'm in a slightly different um section of the fashion industry yeah. um but i don't feel the pressure maybe as much no and if anyone looks at um, Laura's um, page, noted what store. is your Insta handle? Noted store. If anyone looks at Laura's page, you will see it is all very kind of like classic, <laughs> chic, timeless. Pe- like, no, it is. It's not like you wouldn't think, oh, I probably couldn't wear that. Yeah, we definitely will always kind of, there'll always be maybe a slight trend we'll pick up on or, but overall, um, the edit is... Yeah, really building kind of timeless pieces that you'll just hopefully love to wear year after year. And that's kind of the main thing I've loved during the years is having customers come back and be like, I still wear this and I, it's my favourite thing to wear. And, you know, it's, it's really lovely. So, Aww. yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm so pleased for you. Um, I'm conscious of time because literally I don't know where this time has gone. Um, But I think, you know, we need to um, wrap it up. But honestly, it's been so lovely having you on here because just listening to like the journey that you've been on with your business and also at the same time juggling like things that are going on in your personal life um to be clear unfortunately Laura (laughs) is not single at the moment she met a lovely man and he she even put a photo of him on Instagram recently and I was like oh my god sharing (laughs) (laughs) yes very very exciting but um yeah it's been so lovely um and inspiring to listen to everything you that you've me. been doing over the past no that's okay um and yeah I hope you um enjoyed I it too I was really fun? nervous but I just hope that things were helpful yeah um but it's been you're amazing and it's been really nice to be a part of this so thank you very very much No, I'm looking forward to releasing this. So um, thanks everyone for listening and uh, make sure that you leave us a review or um, comments. Feedback is welcome because this ain't perfect, I'm aware. Um, But anyway, thanks for joining and I will catch you next time.